alleged air conditioning, said Darius Fox. What's your take, John Jasper? Motor pool moron set us on bake or broil. Jack Reed laughed and used a meaty, freckled forearm to clear sweat from his face. Scanning the night-darkened dumpsters and butt-sides of shuttered low-rent businesses that lined the alley, he sucked on his parliament and blew smoke out the cruiser's window as Darius kept the car moving forward at ten miles per hour. Ten years ago to the day, the Manson family had butchered Sharon Tate and a whole bunch of other people. If either Fox or Reed was aware of the anniversary, neither thought it worth mentioning. Crazy Charlie's crimes might as well have been on another planet. Big-ticket outrage on high-end real estate. Fox and Reed's Southwest Division shifts were filled with non-stop penny-ante crap that sometimes blossomed into stomach-churning violence. Reality that never made the papers because, as far as they could see, the papers were works of fiction. Slow shift. The usual drunken disorderlies at Mexican dance halls on Vermont, a couple of false alarm burglary calls, an assortment of miscreants warned and released because none of them was worth the paperwork. Reed smoked his parliament down to a shred, pinched it cold between his fingers, flicked the remnant out the window. He was a ruddy, blonde fireplug, 5'9 on a good day, 200 muscled pounds, 30 but looking older, with skin leathered by the sun and a nose flattened by high school football. A hay-colored crew cut topped his bullet skull. Three years out of the service, all his time spent running an armory in Germany. Damn heat, said Fox, dabbing sweat from his straight-edged mustache. He was a tall, rangy black man, 31 years old, a former Air Force mechanic who'd been told by many people that he was handsome enough to act. Jack Reed, a small-town Arkansas boy, was comfortable with black people in a way northerners could never be. He found L.A. scary, everyone pretending to love everyone else, but the streets hummed with anger. Working with a black man, sitting side by side, eating, talking, trusting your life to a black man, was a whole different level of comfort for a transplanted southerner, and he was surprised how fast he'd gotten used to riding with Darius. "'knowing what Darius was thinking "'without Darius having to put it into words. "'He could only imagine what his cousins would say "'if he bothered to talk to them any more, which he didn't. "'All that ignorance and stupidity was history. "'He contemplated another cigarette "'as Darius exited the alley, drove a block, "'entered a neighboring back lane. "'More garbage and accordion-grated rear doors. "'Same old, same old. "'Both patrolmen were bored.' and crazy hot. Jack had been to Darius's neat little bungalow in Crenshaw for barbecues and the like, played with Darius's little boy Aaron, made chit-chat with the woman Darius was supposed to be committed to till death do us. Madeline Fox was a small-waisted, curvy, strong-featured white girl who thought she was an artist but had no talent anyone else could perceive. Great teeth and hair, even better body. Those big, soft... Jack imagined Darius getting close to her, sliding down the bed and putting his manicured hands on... Jack's own face and body and hands transferred to the scene. Feeling like a shit, he shut down the movie, lit up another parliament. Hey, look at the land yacht, Darius said. 
pointing up the alley to a big white car, idling maybe ten yards up, pulled to the left. Lights off, but the security bulb of a neighboring building cast an oblique band of yellow across the vehicle's rear end. Darius said, Caddy, looks pretty new. How come it's smoking worse than you? He rolled closer, and each of them made out the model. Big white Fleetwood, matching vinyl top, fake wire wheels. Tinted windows shut tight. Someone's A.C. wasn't alleged. Darius rolled close enough to read the tags. Jack called in the numbers. One-year-old caddy registered to Arpad Avakian, address on Edgemont Street, no wants or warrants. Darius said, East Hollywood Armenian. Bit of a drive to Southwest. Jack said, Maybe something worth driving for. Real worth driving for. Both of them thinking the same thing without having to say it. No logical reason for Arpad Armenian or whoever was using his wheels to be in this crap-dump neighborhood in a newish luxury boat unless someone had a serious Jones. Dope or sex? Or both. Guy with a fresh caddy had the potential to be a fun bust, bit of diversion from the brain-dead locals they usually dealt with. If Arpad was polite, they might even let him go with a warning. Some of those Hollywood Armenians owned stereo stores and the like. Nothing wrong with chalking up another grateful civilian. Darius got closer, put the cruiser in park. Got out of the car before Jack could place his hand on the door handle. Jack watched his partner hitch up his trousers, approach the caddy with a cop swagger that originated when you learned to walk with all that heavy gear on your belt. Darius walked right up next to the caddy, shined his flashlight at the driver's window, holding it high the way they were trained to prevent it being grabbed. His free hand hovered near his holstered thirty-eight, and Jack felt his own paw settling on his weapon. Nowadays, everything had to be logged, so he called in the stop, caught a bad connection on the radio, tried twice more before reaching dispatch. 